back to another edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Today we're breaking down uh, three bullpen arms for the Guardians and looking forward to the 2024 season. Uh, we're going to talk about Eli Morgan, uh, Tim Heron, and Cody Morris. Uh, all three contributed uh, to uh, you know a pretty solid Guardians bullpen uh, throughout the year, an overworked Guardians bullpen uh, throughout the year, uh, but uh, you know, each one of them had uh, a little bit of a, a a different experience, a different result. Uh, we'll we'll dive in here with uh, with Cody uh, with uh, Eli Morgan first. Uh, Hoinsey joins me, and uh, Hoinsey, what'd you think of Eli's performance overall uh, during the season? Really, it was a, a tale of two halves for the right-hander. Yeah, you know, overall Eli goes uh, five and two, four point oh one ERA, and uh, sets career highs in, uh, you know, in appearances with sixty one and strikeouts with seventy five, batters faced two hundred ninety nine, and uh, you know he was averaging a ten, you know, ten strikeouts over uh, you know nine innings. So you know, from that regard, it was a pretty good. It was a good season for Eli, uh, but. You know, like you said, Joe, it was a, it was a season. It was a tale of two halves. He he started the season on fire in March and April. Doesn't give up a run in twelve and two third innings. Uh, but you know, he kind of. I think the grind of the year got, obviously caught up with him in September. He goes. He has he, in eleven games over twelve and two third innings. He he posted a seven point eight two ERA. Gave up. Uh, you know, gave up a bunch of runs late in in the season. And I don't know if that was just you know he was being used in in different situations. He got he got tired, or uh, you know what what whatever the case may be. Uh, you know it 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 you know he, he ended the season kind of struggling. Yeah, and uh, it, that could be just a, a usage thing as well. Maybe uh, maybe there's a a sweet spot or an ideal uh, number of outings, number of innings, number of pitches. Uh, for Eli Morgan that they can uh, arrive at. Uh, if, if you look at uh, just the the number of uh, of home runs, obviously his uh, his rookie year uh, he was more in the starting rotation. He had 18 starts that year in 2021, uh, and he gave up 20 home runs. Uh, you know, a big number there. Uh, but you know, his strikeouts were also high that year, 81 strikeouts uh, in 89 innings. Uh, but now, you know, sort of fully into that bullpen role over the last two seasons, uh, you, you saw what nine home runs allowed in, in 2023, uh, 10 home runs allowed in 2022. Uh, this is a guy who lives and dies by that, that excellent changeup that he throws. And it, when he's on with his changeup, it is almost an unhittable pitch. It's a Bugs Bunny changeup. They've, they've described it as. Uh, you know, it sort of just hangs there in the air and, and batters wave at it. Uh, it's it, it, it's hard for for a guy who, who gives up that many home runs, though, uh, to be effective coming out of the bullpen when he's not, uh, you know, commanding his pitches the way that that he needs to. And we saw that down the stretch out of Eli. Uh, it, it was a it was a tough second half of the season for him. Uh, after, like you said, Tito mentioned early on, he was he was the lifeline for for this bullpen in, in a lot of ways. Getting the ball to the back end, uh, he he pitched a lot of big innings and was uh, every time they would win a game, it would it seemed like it was Eli Morgan coming in and giving them an inning or an inning plus uh, during an outing. Yeah, and uh, you know, Joe, if you look at his breakdown, uh, 
you know, his his splits. Uh, right-handers hit 314 against him, uh, seven home runs. Lefties hit 208 against him, two home runs. And he had kind of the, you know, he had and his splits. Uh, that was kind of a not a big change against left-handers, but a dramatic change against right-handers from the year before. In 2022, righties were one, hit 189 against him. Lefties hit 196 against them. So, you know, that's a big jump against the right-handed hitters, and that's something Eli is going to have to, uh, you know, improve on for uh, 2024. Uh, you know, we've talked about uh, his pitch mix, and, and you know, the the changeup is obviously the, you know, the pitch that he wants to get uh, strikeouts, get swing and miss with uh, a, a lot. And, and you know, we talked about that, commanding the fastball early is – it. it that changeup makes his his fastball play up a little bit more. Uh, where is he in terms of his his other pitches, his other secondary pitches, uh, like a slider or or, or maybe even a curveball? Uh, how far away is he on something like that? Well, you know, Eli did uh, add a slider this, or he started throwing more sliders this past season. Uh, the breakdown, according to a Statcast. Uh, fastball, the, the opposition hit th- uh, 317 against it. Uh, the changeup, like you were saying, Joe, the opposition hit 236. The slider, which he, uh, Eli threw 26% of the time, they hit 260 against it. And the curveball, which uh, he didn't throw much at all, the uh, 1.9%, uh, th- uh, they hit 333 against it. And and it's not even so much as, you know, what the what the batting average was. It was also the the hard hit percentage. And that's what we're, we were seeing. And that, that jumped up, uh, you know, uh, a, a little bit, actually, it actually dropped a, a yeah, slightly, yeah, uh, this year. He, he was down, it was down, uh, slightly. So yeah, it, you've got to pay attention to that. His, his exit velocity was what, uh, top, t- top 6% in the league. So, uh, they, they, they didn't square him up all that much early on, but they did seem to, to, to put the bat on the, put the barrel on the ball, uh, later in the year, a, a lot more frequently, uh, and that was that led to a lot of the problem. Uh, what does he need to do in 2024 to to sort of get back to where he was in that uh, that really you know good 2022 season that he had? Well, I think you know it's just uh, you know a matter of I think getting used to the workload. You know he did jump uh, you know several you know jump from 2022 to 2023. You know it was an increase in workload, so I think he's got to get used to that. Um, you know and, and uh, you know he's you know he's, I think you know he's basically pretty much uh, you know with the fastball uh, uh, fastball changeup he's a he's a two pitch pitcher, so he's got to you know kind of keep developing the slider. I think that would that that's going to really help him. Uh, you know, he is projected by baseball reference to uh, go four and three with a 4.30 ERA uh, and, six, and throw 67 innings in uh, 2024. Strikeouts are pretty much the same as last season. 70 Ks, 21 walks, uh, 64 hits. So uh, we'll have to see how close that it is uh, to reality. Boy, that uh, that innings projection, I think, uh, you know, that could be a, a an issue, maybe. Do, do you think uh, an ideal situation for him would be somewhere below 60 innings if if he gets out there, or or, or is it, it right around there? Is is the number of games you want to get into is 60? Yeah, I think I think that's pretty a pretty good range for him. Uh, you know, he's gonna. I don't. You know, I don't think we're gonna see him really late or eighth or ninth inning. 
you know, mm-hmm. with the addition of Barlow, I think we're going to see him in the sixth, the you know, sixth and seventh inning. I think that's mostly where we're going to see Eli or, you know, where they need a strikeout with that changeup in a big situation. But uh, it all depends how, uh, you know, Stephen Vaught, a vote, uh, you know, is going to use him. But I, I, you know, I would think he's, you know, he's, you know, he's in his late twenties now. You know, he's I think he's used to the bullpen, like you were saying, two full seasons in the pen. I don't see him being you know, I don't think you know, handling sixty to sixty five appearances is gonna be I think he should be able to handle that. Great. Uh I wanna remind our listeners, uh subtext is a great way to uh follow along with, with all these players and our updates on uh any sort of trades or moves uh anticipated uh for the Guardians. Uh, you can get direct uh, text messages sent uh, to your phone uh, from Hoynes and from me uh, throughout the off season. It's uh, $3.99 a month to subscribe. Uh, go to cleveland.com slash subtext or uh, send a text message to 216-208-4346 for uh, the ability to join there. We'd love to have you as part of the uh, subtext community and, uh, and, and interact with you in that way. We did some, uh, some really good, interactions over the weekend and over Thanksgiving with uh, some of our subscribers who were uh, telling us what they were thankful for in terms of uh, the Guardians and and what they've got uh, going on. Another guy who was thankful to make his Major League debut in the 2023 season, uh, actually made the club out of uh, spring training because of some injuries, Uh, Tim Heron, uh, big lefty who uh, the the Guardians had, had sort of hoped and had high hopes for him. Uh, after what Sam Hentges was able to do uh, out of the bullpen the last uh, the previous year, uh, they were they were hoping to to double up and and have two big lefties coming out of the pen in Heron and Hentges. Uh, Hentges uh, eventually after his his injury sort of uh, you know returned to form. Uh, Heron was uh, sort of exciting early, showed us some some sparks there uh, out in. Uh, in Oakland and Seattle, uh, had had a had a, a terrific start, and then reality sort of caught up with the rookie uh, as as the season wore on, uh, and he bounced back and forth between Columbus and Cleveland, uh, and and really uh, sort of a after a good start, it was sort of a, a disappointing result at the end of the season for for Heron, who went one and one. Uh, with a 5.53 ERA in 23 games for the Guardians. Yeah, Joe, this is a big guy, like you were saying, 6'6", 230. He's got a you know big arm, like 95, 96 miles an hour. Uh, he was a 29th round draft pick uh, out of uh, Indiana, Indiana uh, University of Indiana, um, or Indiana University, I should say. And uh, you know, just uh, you know, he's been on the, the Guardians' radar for a while. Uh, they like him. They like his stuff. And I think it's just uh, a matter of getting him up in the big leagues, getting him confident and having him throw enough strikes, Joe, because he did have some problems, you know, with the strike zone, walking people that hurt him at times. Uh, but this is a guy that, you know, averaged 10.4 strikeouts per nine innings but also 3.9 walks per per nine innings. So he's got to cut that down if you're going to be an effective reliever. Yeah, uh, 89th percentile overall with fastball velocity, 96.5 uh, average fastball velocity for, for Tim Heron. So he's the definition of, you know, big, powerful arm coming out of the bullpen uh, in, in that regard. Uh, you know, fastball, slider, curve, 
uh, doesn't really throw a, a, a changeup, uh, and and really he was able to come out uh, early on. I believe it was uh, that first well, weekend series in uh, in Seattle. Uh, I remember a game where he he struck out uh, really the the heart of the the Mariners order, and w- you know was able he was sort of the the talk and the buzz of of the club as they moved on to Oakland, and you know had another really good outing uh, in Oakland, and then. Uh, sort of faded uh, in, in terms of his control, sort of faded after that. Uh, what does a, a good 2024 look like for Heron, you know, whether or not he makes the club out of spring training? Yeah, I, I just think he's got to control the strike zone, Joe. I mean, uh, you know, it's, um, you know, th- He's he's got he's got to throw strikes. You know, I like I like kind of, you know, I don't think this is unusual for a a guy to have this kind of season his first year in the big leagues, Mm -hmm. your first chance out of the bullpen. You know, I I like what he did at Triple A, you know, while in between, you know, promotions and demotions, he goes seven and two. Uh, at at Columbus, 3.38 ERA, 33 games. He finishes 19 games, saves three, you know, strikes out 43 and 37 in the third innings. He still walks 20, you know, so that's that that problem exists as well. But, you know, I think this is a, you know, this that was a learning year for him. I think he's got to build on that. But Joey has the one thing you can't teach. He's got velo. <laughs> and he's he's throwing 96.6 miles an hour. Um, you know he's got a slider and a curveball and a sinker to go with that. But uh, you know I think uh, if he gets control of the strike zone, Joe, this guy could really really help them. I just remember sitting in the manager's office in Kansas City and talking to Tito, uh, and and he was talking about Heron. You know, and, and at the time Heron I believe was in Double A. He was in the low, the low minors. Uh, and he was telling the story about how uh, Brian Sweeney uh, was was talking to him in in spring training about oh this guy that we've got over uh, on the on the the minor league fields who who looks like he's profiling like a like an Andrew Miller like a like a young Andrew Miller and that was the uh, that was sort of the comp that they were they were throwing out there with Heron and so we all sort of perked up our ears and and, and listened you know this uh, this young guy that they're comparing to Andrew Miller and then you know to finally see him I could see where you know, some of the, the comparisons, uh, you know, come, but, you know, obviously Andrew Miller and, and what he was able to do later in his career. Uh, but a, again, it's a, a big lefty. You got to be kind of patient with these guys. These are the guys who they have all the the levers and the movement and the, you know, whatever. And you've got to sort of be patient with them. And if you, if you are, it can pay off big time. We've, we've seen it with Sam Hentges. Uh, we've seen what he's been able to turn himself into uh, as as a, a you know now a, a critical guy late in the game for in a lot of situations for uh, for the Guardians. Uh, you, you know you you hope that that Tim Heron the light switch goes off over the next uh, you know couple of months uh, you know into spring training and and he hits the ground running and and he's able to give them another uh, left-handed option out of the bullpen uh, for for Stephen Vogt and for. Uh, you know, the, the, the coaching staff now that, that he's put together. Yeah, no doubt about it, Joe, this guy, you know, you got, this is a guy, this is, this is, this is going to be a fun guy to watch. He's, you know, he's got, he's got the arm. Now he's got to take the next step. And if you, you know, Hedges, you know, that wasn't, you know, a smooth transition either. He had his ups and downs, you know, so, you know, you just, it takes time, you know, people want, 
you know, that uh, that always drove me crazy when they said like a linear progression. You know, I never understood the word linear, but no, no, nobody travels in a straight line in the big leagues, you know, to the big leagues. I mean, very few guys do. And some, there's some peaks and valleys and uh, you got to overcome those. And, uh, you know, he, he's it's not like he's a spring chicken. He's, uh, you know, 27, 28. So the maturity level should help him, I think. And uh, it just you, you keep your fingers crossed with guys like this. Hoinsey, the, the the Guardians' new field coordinator, Kai Correa, uh, he he tweeted out over the or he he posted on social media over the uh, over the weekend. He said, uh, "Time is a flat circle." So there you go. It's not linear. <laughs> time is time is a flat circle. You got to start thinking in in, yeah. uh, in in sort of those uh, dimensions. And that makes my head spin, Joe. It's more yeah, than there normal. You <laughs> there you go. Uh, finally, we arrive at Cody Morris, uh, the right-hander. Uh, former, uh, you know, high, very high prospect, highly touted prospect. He was at one time, uh, if, if injuries didn't get in the way with Cody Morris, this was a guy who would have been in Cleveland's starting rotation probably two seasons ago. Uh, but he has just dealt with injury after injury. He comes to camp and, and, you know, the wheels fall off the cart and then his season gets started late. Uh, that was the case again this year. Uh, and, and at one point when they were able to, to activate him and get him healthy, then you, you ran into the decision or the, the debate over whether he was going to be stretched out as a starter or remain as a relief pitcher. Uh, he winds up, you know, not making very many appearances this year, uh, in the major leagues, but, uh, you know, he at least gives them, uh, when healthy, another option, uh, that could be a, a starting rotation piece. Yeah, Joe, this is a guy like you hit the nail on the head. Uh, it's 27. Uh, Morris is 27, six forward, about two, I would say it's 220. Uh, he was a seventh round pick in, in 2018. Uh, you know, and he has shown flashes of, of being really a quality starter. We saw that in 2022. He goes, you know, in the, in the, uh, down the stretch. Uh, he went like one and two with a 2.28 ERA. Uh, I think he made, he made, he appeared in seven games, but five of those were starts. And each of those starts, he got, he kept getting better and better, but the guy can't stay healthy. And that's, you know, that's, that's tough. That's, you know, because he looks like, you know, you draw up a picture of a starting right handed pitcher, you know, in, in the big leagues and he, he looks like Cody Morris, but right now he's, he's just gotta, He's got, he, you know, the, the injury bug has, has bit him and he's, and he's, he's, he, if he could stay healthy, I'd really like to see what he could do because if he could stay healthy, Joe, then you might be able to, to make some moves with this rotation. You know, it's, you can't do it now, but maybe if, if he would, you know, show you he's, he could pitch every five, six days, you know, during, uh, you know, next season, maybe you could make a move then. Yeah, you really can't go off of any of the numbers that he posted uh, in, in in 2023 and and really in 2022. He, he appeared in in seven games, uh, five starts uh, for the for Cleveland in, in 2022. Uh, he just, he just hasn't been able to, uh, like you said, stay healthy enough to to post any numbers to sort of make any big league projections off of or learn you know what he's what he's all about when facing big league hitting. But when healthy in the minors, he's he's done nothing but show you, yeah, this could be a guy who who you could, you know, put in there and in, in your rotation and, and be a productive piece. Uh, you just you just haven't had a chance to really evaluate him at the at the top levels of competition right now. 
good guy, really easy to talk to, uh, fun to be around uh, in, in the clubhouse. But, you know, you've, you've got to be healthy to be in the clubhouse. And that's that's really the situation that uh, uh, he's he's faced this uh, this past couple of seasons. Uh, what uh, in, in 2024, what could we expect out of Cody Morris? Uh, what do you project? Uh, is 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 he a reliever? Is he a, a, a maybe a you know a sixth or a seventh starter that they stash down at AAA to start the season, or you know do they trade Shane Bieber and is Cody Morris all of a sudden relied on to be uh, the the number five starter? Well, I don't think you can do that, Joe. You can't you can't rely on him. I mean, and it's no no knock against Cody Morris, but it's you know he's not just he just hasn't been healthy enough. You know, he started the this past season on the DL on the IL with the uh, dreaded Terrace Major injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and really kind of, that kind of ruined his season. Um, you know, I would think you know what he did at Double A AA and Triple A this year. Two and one, three point two three ERA, twenty one games, four starts. You know, 45 Ks and 39 innings. You know that I I would think if if you can get that kind of performance from him at the big league level, you know, uh, you know, just be a swing guy like that. I think he'd have to prove himself first as a swing guy and then move him into the rotation. Um, you know, because I, you know when when they talk about guys that that get caught in between, you you just you know I don't it's hard to rely on those guys, and it's it's not their fault. It's their body, you know, the bot their body just hasn't allowed them to kind of like you said pitch at the top of their you know top you know at the at their ceiling. So you know it just. It's just one of those. It's an unfortunate thing, and and the only thing good, the only thing that can cure it is health and staying healthy and and showing you you can post as a starter every five days or as a reliever, you know, two or three times a week. Yeah, at 27 years old, I you know I, I would hate to see him go and have find success on another club or something like that. When you know if if you stuck with him, maybe uh, one or two more seasons that 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 he would he would turn around and. And like you said, uh, turn in a productive season in, in that way. Uh, I, I think in, in 2024, uh, the, the key for him is show up at spring training uh, in the best shape of your life. In, in you know, with the ability to get through the rigors of training camp and, and stay healthy in that way. And then show uh, Stephen Vogt and the rest of the, uh, the Guardians, uh, you know, pitching staff. Uh, you know what you're capable of doing. Uh, I'm sure he's going to get opportunities to pitch in a lot of Cactus League games or as many Cactus League games as he possibly can, uh, in order to see just exactly what they've got uh, with with him. I don't I think they're uh, they're probably beyond the point of trying to protect him in that way. Uh, it's more like uh, you know put up or shut up now uh, and, uh, as far as going forward. Uh, you know, and maybe he he comes through with an outstanding camp and. And earns one of those last spots uh, on the the uh, the the uh, the roster as they break camp, and and who knows, maybe by by the middle of the season he's pitching in in some capacity in in the rotation and 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 giving them five six innings a game. Uh, that would be, I think, a dream scenario for Cody Morris uh, in 2024. Yeah, Joe, because he's got two options left. You know, this is still a guy that you can, 
you know, you can protect, you can, you know, you can protect in the minor leagues. You're not, uh, if he, if he, if he has a good camp, you know, he makes an impression. Okay. Send him down uh, to Columbus, let him, uh, you know, you know, get into rotation or wh- whatever you decide to do with him, whatever role you decide to keep him in and uh, just let him go like that. Because I think when you, you get a guy who said, well, you know, last year, you know, you, you, we, they couldn't make up their mind what they were going to do with them. And mm-hmm. I think that, 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 that has to be unsettling to, for the player. And, and, uh, you know, I mean, it has to get inside your head. What am I, what am I doing here? Am I a reliever? Am I a starter? You know, do, when are you going to give me the ball? Yeah. The injuries suffered by the, uh, the guardians, uh, starting rotation really didn't help him out in any way, uh, as well. They, they, instead of becoming an opportunity for him, uh, it sort of threw things into, into chaos for more than just Cody Morris, but uh, the rest of the Guardians as well. All right, Hoinsey, that's going to wrap up today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, we'll be back uh, tomorrow to uh, preview the uh, winter meetings that are taking place next week in uh, Nashville. Uh, we'll talk to you then. All right, Joe.